Juliana was suffocating. Her husband was making no attempt to protect her from the full force of his weight as he huffed and puffed, red-faced and bleary-eyed with wedding drink. She was perfectly resigned to this consummation, and indeed was quite well disposed towards Sir John, for all his advanced years and physical bulk, but it occurred to her that if she didn't alert him to her predicament in some way, she was going to expire beneath him. Her nose was squashed against the mountainous chest and her throat was closing. She couldn't think clearly enough to work out what was happening to the rest of her body, but judging by John's oaths and struggles, matters were not proceeding properly. Black spots began to dance before her eyes, and her chest heaved in a desperate fight to draw air into her lungs. Panicked now, she flailed her arms to either side of her imprisoned body, and then her left hand closed over the smooth brass handle of the bed warmer. With an instinctive desperation, she raised the object and brought it down on her husband's shoulders. It was not a hard blow, and was intended simply to bring him back to his senses, but it seemed to have the opposite effect. Sir John's glazed eyes widened as he stared at the wall behind her. His panting mouth fell open. Then, with a curious sigh like air escaping from a deflated balloon, he collapsed upon her. If she thought he'd been heavy before, he was now a dead weight and Juliana shoved and pushed, calling his name repeatedly, trying to wake him up. If she'd been panicked before, she was now terrified. She tried to call out, but her voice was muffled by his body and lost in the thickly embroidered brocade bed curtains. There was no way anyone could hear her behind the firmly latched oak door. The household was asleep, and George had passed out after his third bottle of port on the couch in the library. Not that she could have endured being found here in this mortifying exposure by her loathsome stepson. Juliana wriggled like an eel, her body slick with sweat of effort. Then, finally, she managed to draw up her knees and obtain sufficient leverage to free her legs. Digging her heels into the mattress, she heaved with her arms and shoulders, and John rolled sideways just enough for her to squiggle out before he flopped back again. Slowly she stood up and gazed down at him, her hand over her mouth, her eyes wide with shock. She bent over him. John? Tentatively she touched his shoulder, shook him lightly. John? There was no sound, and his face was buried in the pillows. She turned his head. His sightless eyes stared up at her. Sweet Jesus, have mercy, Juliana whispered, stepping back from the corpse. She had killed her husband. Dazed and incredulous, she stood by the bed, listening to the nighttime sounds of the house the ticking clocks, the creaking floorboards, the wind rattling open casements. No sound of human life. Dear God, it was her cursed clumsiness again. 
Why, oh why, did everything she ever did always come out wrong? She had to waken someone. But what would they say? The round mark of the bed warmer stood out on the dead man's back. She must have hit him harder than she'd intended. But of course, that was inevitable given her blunder-headed accident-prone nature.